Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you want. The phones are, as always, open for you. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can bring up anything that is the point of the program. Uh, I don't think they got at all into any updates from Ottawa last night. So, of course, as if you've been listening over the past three weeks, we've been talking about the Freedom Convoy in great detail here on Free Talk Live because, well, it's probably the, uh, as Dan Dick said from Press for Truth on one of his live streams over the weekend, probably the largest protest movement that Canada has seen in his lifetime. And mm. it's it's tremendous what's been going on out there. Uh, just to bring you up to speed... It was three weeks ago that the uh, occupation of of Ottawa, Canada, which is the capital city of Canada, began. Uh, truck drivers and many supporters, thousands if not under over 100,000 people, have uh, certainly gone through there and come and gone. And many, have, many stayed for the entire three weeks occupying the streets peacefully, doing things like throwing dance parties, setting up bouncy houses for the kids, setting up permanent... Uh, food tents that operated around the clock, feeding anybody who walked up and said they were hungry and doing it for free. Raising over $10 million in donations on centralized donation platforms. Twice. So that's Correct. 20 mil. Yeah, well, I mean, the first 10 mil got uh, refunded, so... You think it's already gone back? I don't know. It's a good question. But yeah, they they had no trouble raising $10 million again at the drop of a hat. And so they... Uh, I need a hat like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they did that. And then, of course, we got into the whole uh, accounts freezing situation where the uh, the GoFundMe people froze the $10 million and then they, they decided they weren't going to distribute it. Although they had already given like $1.5 million, I guess, of it to mm-hmm. the organizers. And then TD Bank froze the $1.5 They were initially engaged in a conspiracy to steal it. Yes. And hand it over right. to their favorite charities. But... Uh, some actually, apparently, it was some United States attorney generals who uh, frightened them away from that idea. And then they decided they were going to go ahead and refund it. Apparently, uh, then there was a second fundraiser, which was Give Send Go, uh, which markets itself as the number one Christian fundraiser. The CEO of Give Send Go said he backed uh, the fundraiser and wasn't going to take it down. And to his word, they didn't take it down. Unfortunately, they got hacked. And the database, uh, which included, I don't know, thousands of donors, was leaked onto the Internet. And so that's bad news. Uh, Plus, even though they didn't take the thing down, the fundraiser down after it reached its goal and they tried to send the money out, TD Bank and any other Canadian banks were instructed to not distribute the funds, to not allow the funds to be claimed by the people to whom they belonged. So did the banks end up with the money, or, or does hmm. Give, Send, Go have it? That's an excellent question, and I'm not hmm. sure what the answer is. Because if the banks have it, I'm guessing the government's going to steal it. Sure. If the, yeah, why wouldn't uh, they? If, if Give, Send, Go has it, at least it can hopefully be refunded. So uh, with all of that, we also heard that there were going to be account freezes put on any accounts of people who were considered organizers of the protest, any drivers, any of the truck drivers who were identified as having been to the protest in Ottawa, 
And so here's an update from the Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland, who is uh, this you know one of the financial goons there in uh, in Ontario. So I've got the uh, audio coming up from. So if you can't engage in in peaceful protest anymore, does that mean you're supposed to go from zero to violent revolution? Is that what the uh, what they think the uh, path to change should be? Well, this we know the state is uh, happy to use violence. I, of course, am personally against the use of violence. We can talk mm-hmm. about that in a moment. But let me play this audio here from Christia Freeland. This is her commenting on the account freeze, uh, freezes. Uh, the RCMP has given to the financial institutions names of leaders and organizers of the protests and of people whose trucks were part of occupations and blockades. That is the only information, according to the RCMP, that the RCMP has given to financial institutions. And by the way, the financial institutions, which she's talking about banks and such, uh, they are now authorized under the so-called Emergencies Act to freeze accounts, and they have no, uh, without any kind of government order, right? So RCMP is giving them a bunch of names but they may or may not have said freeze these accounts. The banks can just decide, we want to freeze this account. We think the right. government will like us if we freeze this account. So we're going to freeze it, even though we don't have a court order to do so. We'll freeze your account. And then if it turns out that they were wrong to have frozen your account, let's say you had the, the same name as a truck driver or something like that, right? Like, I, mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's wrong for them to freeze anyone's account regardless right. but let's just say you had nothing whatsoever to do uh, whatsoever to do with the the protest mm-hmm. you had the same name as a truck driver they froze your account and after the fact they admitted oh shoot you know we uh, we're wrong. we were wrong, quote unquote wrong to freeze your account we're going to unfreeze your account it's 3 months later you haven't been able to access your funds you haven't been able to pay your bills you haven't been able to you know get the rent paid you have no uh, recourse under the emergencies mm-hmm. act the banks have there's no liability for them making mm-hmm. any kind of mistakes on this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're just like vaccine manufacturers yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this lady's got more to say, though. I think it's also really important for everyone to be clear, and this speaks to the getting our facts straight point, that these measures applied only as of the 15th of February. That is when financial support of these illegal blockades and occupations began to be sanctioned. Uh, Well, what does that matter? Because if they Mm -hmm. freeze your account on the 16th of February, you can't access any of the funds that you had prior to the 15th of February. It's all frozen. They don't just freeze the portion of the account that has to do with, you know, your alleged donation. Which isn't there anymore, so they can't very well freeze (laughs) it. Yeah, they are punishing people for their participation in what should be a peaceful, you know, freedom to protest. And in the Canadian Constitution or whatever the hell it's called there, they do have the purported freedom to protest. Yeah, so. but just like always, when when the monsters find the rules inconvenient, they just break them. Yep, that's right. And there's no punishment for them. And nope. finally, let me say, uh, for anyone who is concerned that their accounts may have been frozen because of their participation in these illegal blockades and occupation, the way to get your account unfrozen is to stop being part of the blockade 
and is the blockade the so-called blockade is that still going on no no, so all of the, how uh, can you stop being part of it? Does that mean yeah. stop holding the opinions that you have? <laughs> <Right>. Stop <laughs> believing that they were and are correct? Yeah. Because they are, according to Trudeau, unacceptable opinions. Yeah. How do you prove that, too? Like, if that's indeed what she's saying, how mm. do you prove to the state that you're now on board with their perspective, that you've changed mm-hmm. your perspective to be completely obedient. And- well, during the Cultural Revolution in China, they had this thing called self-criticism where mm. you were supposed to go up and, and, uh, and you know, do abject apologies to the people for having erred right. in your thought and disagreed with the dear leader. They still have Maybe that. Maybe that's what they have in mind because, you know, Trudeau is, is pretty much cut in the same mold as <laughs> right. Castro and and uh, what's his name uh, Z over there? Or yeah, all, or the, all the, the president, whoever rulers. the monster in China. He loves is. China. Yeah, he's, he's a monster about that. just like them. Yeah, he, he, yeah. So like public self flogging, basically. That should yeah, yeah, self flagellation. Yeah. Uh, so the number here six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Phones are open. You can share your thoughts with us. And bring up whatever you want. By the way, there's a clip of Trudeau coming up talking about how he doesn't think the Emergencies Act should go away. He thinks it should be, you know, let's keep that thing around. He thinks he should be dictator forever. Right. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian and Bonnie and nobody in the studio here tonight, by the way. I don't know if we did any introductions in the last segment. Uh, We were talking about the latest from Ottawa, Canada, which there's really not much going on in Ottawa as of the last maybe 36 hours or so. Uh, The protesters have, for the most part, been driven out of the uh, the so-called red zone. And the majority of them have, it appears, gone home or had their uh, had their trucks towed by tow truck operators that were too cowardly to actually show their faces. They had masks, all you know, like a complete face mask, maybe wow. like a balaclava or something like that on. That's so scary. I know that Justin Trudeau said that the Emergencies Act helped him compel tow truck drivers to help them. That's true, yeah. And explain how, obviously, with force. Some but. kind of threat. Uh, purportedly, it was a threat of fines, I, mm. I guess, was what it was. But generally, you know, if you don't pay the fine, you're probably going to go to jail. You know what's even creepier about them covering their whole faces, mm. though? There's this idea that during the G20 event, which was some kind of world... Conference. Conference yeah. about uh, um, the economy... Or not the economy, the the earth... It's climate some kind change. of government Climate thing. change. It's that, it's I think that. G20 is bigger than, than that. It's like... Well, there, there was definitely a huge yeah, climate change probably. conversation going on. Well, I didn't know it wasn't exclusively about that. But anyways, they were doing things with the cops, uh, like hitting people, pushing people, mm-hmm. pepper pra- spraying people and stuff like that. And people back then were saying that the UN had soldiers there and they believe that Maybe some of these people were just like UN soldiers wearing Toronto police or whatever mm. police uniform. And that's why a lot of them, they had their name covered. Name badges were covered, yeah. And they that's were covering true. their face with like sunglasses and a face mask. So like maybe that's these... That's pretty standard for like thuggery though. 
Maybe these tow truck drivers that had their entire heads covered weren't just people who were like, oh, I feel bad for towing after I said I wouldn't. Maybe they were just goons from, you know, the UN. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much skill is involved in running a tow truck, but I think you do have to kind of have some experience at it, right? Like you can't just throw somebody out there and tell them to run a, you know, I, it would seem like you've got to train somebody to to have them. I don't know. I've never run a tow truck, so I'm just guessing on that. If you have and you want to weigh in here, uh, that to me sounds like conspiracy. Uh, but the number is 603-283-6160. Let's go to the phones here and talk to Dominic on the line in Ohio. Dominic, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, I don't know if nobody's there, but great to have him back on the air. He's here. He just had to step away uh, for a, an important phone call. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, obviously the big news today is about Ukraine, and um, yeah. Russia um, declared that they're recognizing, I guess, the independence of two um, separatist regions of the country in the east. Correct. Donetsk um, and Lugansk, which are uh, being recognized by Vladimir Putin as independent states, and he's now ordering the Russian military to, quote, secure the peace in those two regions of uh, eastern Ukraine. Yes, that's correct. Um, just a few days ago, I saw this video as a lecture on YouTube. Um, and I know that doesn't sound very interesting, but actually was really interesting. It's called Why is Ukraine the West Fault by John Mearsheimer. Why is Ukraine and the West what? The West the Fault. West. West fault. fault. Okay. Yes. Um, and he basically says that uh, since the Soviet Union fell, that um, the priority, I guess, of the U.S. and maybe the EU, too, but they've wanted to um, expand NATO and expand the EU right to Russia's borders. So it's effectively equivalent to China having military bases in Canada or in Mexico. Imagine how the U.S. would feel about that. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be um, justifying Putin. Putin, obviously, um, I have friends in Western Ukraine that I spoke to today, and they're very scared about what's mm. going to happen. So I thought mm. that was really interesting. Yeah, and I think you've got a very good point there. And the other thing is, NATO was supposed to exist to oppose the Soviet Union. So. If the thing you're supposed to oppose ceases to exist, mm. why would you grow your organization? Why wouldn't you shut it down? Well, there's nothing so uh, permanent as a temporary government program. That's right? true. <laughs> it's fulfilled its purpose, and um, it's crazy. I love like reading the comments section anytime I watch a good YouTube video, mm -hmm. and um, someone made a comment that um, Obama you know, Trump obviously was different from Obama a little bit in foreign policy, but Biden seems to be picking up right where Obama left off. Mm. And this person was speculating that the Democrats wanted a war with Russia all along. So I kind of think that Biden may be, he might pretend that he's against Russian aggression, but I kind of think that he really wanted to push Russia to war. Well, yeah, because it's the next great distraction from what's happening in the United States, right? Keep people mm -hmm. distracted by COVID. Okay, we can't do that anymore. People are getting tired of it. So let's have a war. 
Yeah, I mean, he's been an abject failure as president, and his uh, his approval ratings are in the toilet. Mm-hmm. So why not see if we can fix that with some human sacrifice? Also, the dollar is about to completely collapse, and he can blame it on war instead of. Well, I, I mean, people True. have been saying the dollar is about to completely collapse for the last, you know, d- several decades. Yeah, but did they print as much as they did in 2020 ever? Well, no, I mean, it certainly was record level printing in the last uh, two years. There's no but no doubt about that. I mean, we're going to see record level inflation. I, I think that's pretty clear. And it already is clear, even from their official numbers, which, which we know are bunk. And crypto and adop- adoption is going up. Yeah, it's true. I just don't know if I'm going to say I'm going to go out on that limb and say it's about to collapse. I mean, they've got a lot of tricks up their sleeve. And look what happened in, um, for instance, in Venezuela. I mean, that the uh, the Venezuelan Boulevard has been in free fall for the last decade, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's still there. And that regime is still still sitting there. Yeah. But I would say that the boulevard has collapsed. Oh, I'll give you that. That, you know, once your currency is in is in uh, uh, mass inflation, which I believe is defined as 50% or more per year, yeah. I think that's the point at which you can say that a, that a currency has collapsed. I think that's now, fair. Now, they may stick guns in your face and yeah. make you continue to take it, but it's pretty so much read, toast. I read an article recently. I think it was from a mainstream source, and it said one of the tricks of the U.S. government's sleeve is to cut Russia off from the SWIFT system, which is, I guess, the system of international bank transfer. That's right. If they mm-hmm. do that, that would effectively mean that Russia would have to, and mind you, they're, they're a petro state, so they could begin accepting currencies other than the USD. Like so, Bitcoin. That may be why uh, Russia suddenly decided to reverse its uh, stance on cryptocurrency. You know, mm-hmm. maybe yep. they're thinking, hey, maybe we can sell oil for crypto, which would make me very happy because the crypto mm-hmm. dollars or the petro dollar is one of the few things propping the dollar up and it's time for it to go. Dominic, thanks for the call. I did intend to talk about this topic tonight, uh, so we'll get deeper into it coming up as well. Thank you. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. Phones are open. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been telling you about Intercoin and how they can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it on XMarkets. Dot com exmarkets.com all you need is an email address to sign up there you can keep your pre- uh, privacy intact you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies at x markets including bitcoin trade them for tether and then use that tether to buy itr which is the intercoin investor token you can learn more about the intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell itr at exmarkets.com exmarkets.com you just might be advancing the cause of liberty 
around the world as we continue here uh we'll get back into what's going on in ottawa but since we actually had a caller call in about the situation in ukraine i figure we should change gears to that one it is something i did want to talk about tonight for sure because it's been the western media has been whipping up a war frenzy for ukraine for the last i don't know several weeks maybe longer than that at this point Mm -hmm. and Russia had been, you know, officially denying, hey, we don't have any plans to invade. And now it looks like maybe they are doing that. But, but the- is, it, is it really invading if they're going to the separatist regions to protect them from the Ukrainian government? That's an excellent well, question. Allegedly separatist. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to say what's sure, really going on there because the, the only people talking are governments and governments always lie. True. Well, there there have been, I believe, some assessment of the people in these regions, and the bulk of them do speak Russian, and mm. it is believed that they want to join or rejoin Russia, and that is the excuse that Putin is using for this, what he's calling a peacekeeping mission rather than an invasion. Here's the uh, yeah, that's what we called Vietnam too. <laughs> uh, in that case, at least in the case of Vietnam. Uh, there was no claim that Vietnam was formerly part of the United States and that there were people there that, you know, uh, were Americans. No, we were just ass- we were just assisting the Vietnamese government in keeping the peace because they had uh, uh, people up north who uh, wanted to separate and they were probably racists and misogynists oh, and homophobic and everything. So here's the official propaganda from the Russian government. That's what RT is, RT.com. This is the story they published today. Russian President Vladimir Putin has officially recognized Donetsk and Lugansk republics as independent states and ordered the Russian military to, quote, secure the peace in the two former regions of eastern Ukraine. Now, my first question is he's recognized them as independent Republican, uh, independent republics. Yes. Normally what happens is a an area that wants to break away will declare itself an independent republic and then other governments may or may not um, recognize that. recognize Correct. that. So the question is, did somebody there uh declare that they were a republic or did he just recognize them apropos of nothing according to this story it comes up in a few paragraphs the donetsk and lugansk declared independence from kiev in 2014 kiev i've heard it pronounced kiev i think it's kiev too uh but anyway uh they they apparently at least according to the propaganda did but again, we, we're just going on what people say, right? Like, we don't know whether yeah. the Western media is telling the truth, whether, uh, you know, the Russian government yeah. is telling the truth. Who, who knows? The, and, you know, it's, it's also like you and I could declare New Hampshire independent yes. right now. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. But, you know, well, the only people who might come to save us from the U.S. government are Trudeau, and he's worse than the U.S. government now, so uh, I... Somehow I think he is. I I don't see any help. Somebody said uh, on the social media today that if, uh, if 
Putin would recognize New Hampshire as uh, independent from the United States, we'd take it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would be delighted. I mean, Putin is a monster, but I'm not scared of mon- of of Putin. Yeah. He's never done me any harm. The U.S. government harms me all the time. The Russian president officially signed the decree recognizing the independence of the two breakaway regions on Monday. Uh, that's today. He has instructed the Russian defense ministry to send quote-unquote peacekeepers into the Donbass while telling the mystery of, or the ministry rather, of foreign affairs to establish diplomatic relations with both Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republics. The measures have taken effect. People's Republics. That's interesting Mm -hmm. because usually when you say People's Republic, that's code for communists. Like the People's Republic of China? Exactly. And the People's Republic of the USSR. Correct. As a matter of fact, uh, Ayn Rand makes a point of that in Atlas Shrugged, that all, all the countries were declaring themselves people's republics. The, Maybe uh, uh, Sarah is right. It, it's possible. The Democratic Maybe people's she's Re- on the Russian payroll. There's also <laughs> the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, which is North yep. Korea. Uh, so the be- measures have taken effect immediately. The Kremlin's official move comes shortly after Putin's lengthy address to the nation on Monday evening, explaining the step as a long overdue response to the brotherly Ukrainian nation becoming a colony of the West and falling under the rule of a Russophobic government, both hostile to Moscow and denying ethnic Russians and Russian speakers basic human rights. And they said that four years about lying about Russian interference with the uh, with the elections didn't have any effect at all. I guess it had some effect. Donetsk and Lugansk declared independence from Kiev in 2014 after U.S.-backed nationalists overthrew the de- democratically elected government in the Maidan coup. However, Moscow has refused to recognize them until now, saying the problem was an internal affair of Ukraine and needed to be resolved according to the Minsk agreements, which established an uneasy armistice in 2015. Earlier on Monday, however, the Donetsk leader, Denis Pushlin, and Lugansk leader, Leonid Pashchnik, formally requested recognition from Moscow once again, as both Donbass regions... And Ukraine claimed intensive artillery exchanges along the armistice line. So there's been some level of fighting uh, in these regions between the you know the separatists and the Ukrainian government. So it is a a bit of a powder keg situation. It sounds yeah. like. Well, and and it seems to me like there's there's a very good solution, which is. You know, let the people who want to be Russian go to Russia. Right. Let the people who want to be Ukrainian, whether they're in Russia or in the Ukraine now, go to the Ukraine and, and you know, and then just redivvy the territory based on the numbers of people who choose to move. Well, instead, it appears that Putin is going to be moving in his troops into this particular region, saying that this is not Ukraine. He's not invading Ukraine. According to him, he's moving in peacekeeping troops into separate republics who are no longer part of Ukraine by his perspective. So is this is this exactly what the uh, what the British would say if they invaded New York? Is this a uh, is this an invasion of Ukraine? I suspect the United States government is going to see it as an invasion of Ukraine, and that is going to likely trigger some sort of a uh, armed conflict, much worse than what the people in this region have been facing uh, heretofore. Why my answer the- to that is, I don't care. It's not my problem. Indeed. They have their own problems in their own region of the world, and every time 
we go and stick our noses in something, we make hash of it. We. So, you mean the federal government gang? Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, why is that the United States government's problem at all? Why? Well, it's not. It's but not. they're going to make it their problem because, you know, they need a, it's they the need United a war. States government because because Biden needs a wag the dog uh, scenario to, to hide his utter failure as president. Right. Well, plus it means you can print some more trillions of, uh, of dollars, right? Like you can spend more money on the military industrial complex now. I mean, they've been, they've been wanting some money ever since uh, the Afghanistan thing came to a close. Right? And war so, is a racket. So Biden ended. Biden did the the right thing, and you know he followed in Trump's footsteps by winding down and and you know in a very wrong out. way. Although what what I'm told, that I, I just picked this story up recently that supposedly the reason that Biden pulled out when he did is because he was told they were going to lose it all in a matter of days, mm. and he better get out now. That's why he did it in a hurry. Uh, so it said. That's all why right. he did it at all. He didn't want yeah. peace. 603-283-6160. That's the number here. You can join us. Your thoughts on Ukraine, Ottawa, whatever's on your mind. You can join us here. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live. Phones are open here and you can join the program. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. So you can join the show. That's the point of it. We're going to get back into Ottawa and the latest from the crackdown on freedom in Canada. Of course, there's, you know, crackdowns on freedom going around all around the world. It's just Canada has been in the the crosshairs recently so we've been fascinated by the the freedom movement there the uh, the freedom convoy as it has been called and of course the big question is what is the next step we can continue that discussion but first to continue on the ukraine topic where apparently vladimir putin in a speech earlier today said that they were going to be rolling in troops into two regions of what he would describe as former Ukraine. That they allegedly, uh, there's two regions in eastern Ukraine, Donetsk and another one uh, that had apparently declared independence, supposedly, in 2014. But Russia had not recognized that until now. And mm-hmm. now they are, and they're saying, oh, well, these two are two independent nations, two independent republics. We're going to go ahead and bring our troops in because we're welcomed there. They want us there, and we're going to keep the peace. We're going to stop these Ukrainian uh, military people or whoever from attacking uh, the people in these regions. And this is a peacekeeping mission. And there's an easy way to, to tell if they're welcome there. Find out how many Russian heads spontaneously explode when hit with bullets and you know, that gives you an idea whether the people there want you. Oh, you mean as far as when the troops come in? Yeah. I see what you're saying. See how many of them get shot. Yeah, I guess uh, we're going to find out because that's what's happening. Now, of course, the, uh, the the West perspective is that this is an invasion of Ukraine, that uh, these are not independent republics, that Ukraine has claim over them, and therefore this is an invasion, and therefore the uh, NATO needs to get involved, and Europe and the United States and troops need to be rolled in, and there needs to be World War III, uh, yeah. is basically what the Everybody West Everybody's all obsessed with what gang of monsters gets to bleed which group of people. Mm-hmm. I, They're all monsters. Yep. 
Yep, that's absolutely true. Uh, so what is happening right now? Well, we know a few weeks ago there was a mobilization of, I believe, 3,000 troops. There may have been more since then, if so, I didn't catch the news about it. But there were at least 3,000 troops that were uh, taken from the United States and stationed over in Poland and Germany and I believe maybe Austria, if I recall correctly. So in nearby areas to Ukraine. Uh, but what is happening now? Apparently, according to CNBC.com, the Biden administration is now ordering sanctions. Who are they sanctioning? Apparently, they're going to be sanctioning the breakaway regions. Hmm. So they've uh, responded to Vladimir Putin's decision to recognize the independence of those breakaway regions by levying a number of sanctions on the region. Joe Biden signed an executive order. Because they care so much about the uh, those people. Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It prohibits new investment, trade, and financing by U.S. persons to, from, or in the so-called Donetsk People's Republic and Luhansk People's Republic regions of Ukraine. Oh, because they don't want to be a part of the government of Ukraine anymore. Correct. I'm sure that'll make a lot of lives better in the Ukraine. And you're being facetious because uh, sanctions just are punishment for the people. It it doesn't hurt the politicians of that Mm -hmm. area. It's a punishment on the average folks who now are no longer allowed to do business with people in the United States. It certainly won't hurt Russia. No. Uh, Which is, of course, one of the, you know best ways to actually make the you know life better for yourself is to trade with the rest of the world especially if you've got a business that's exporting things now you can't do business with one of the largest if not the largest market on the planet the mm. united states so uh, here's what they said according to and i'm sure they'll then back that up by sending a bunch of money to the ukrainian government mm-hmm. to make up for it because you know then as the people are starving, the the politicians can have great big parties. Well, well, they already did say that, or Biden already did say that he was either going to or already did send a billion dollars to Ukraine. Wow. Billion here and a billion there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. Right. And of course, the Ukraine government will probably use that money to drop bombs on these former regions of uh, Ukraine and continue to punish those people. So basically, they're going to be punished by the fact that, well, now they've got Russian tanks or troops rolling in. Uh, So they've got they're an occupied country, although they would probably already argue they were being occupied by Ukraine. So what's the difference? And then they've got uh, the Ukrainian government getting uh, money from the U.S. government to continue warfare in those regions. And on top of that sanctions uh which include according to white house press secretary jen saki in the statement announcing the executive order quote to be clear these measures are separate from and would be in addition to the swift and severe economic measures we have been preparing in coordination with allies and partners should russia further invade ukraine so i don't know what uh, exactly they're talking about there some sort of swift and severe economic measures now, does that mean that they are going to, the next step is going to be to roll in uh, U.S. troops? That has yet to be seen. Hopefully that well, won't happen, but certainly seems like this is what they've been waiting for. They've been looking for this excuse to do just that. It's economic measures, right? Might Correct. just be sanctions. Well, these are sanctions, but it sounds like they may have already had some other sanctions that they were already preparing or whatever. They're not yeah, being but very for clear. Russia instead of for the... Oh, the whole country of Russia? Could yeah. be. Yeah, they're not being clear about what they're doing. A senior Biden administration official described Putin's address as, quote, a speech to the Russian people to justify a war. He said further, 
This wasn't a speech about uh, just about Russia's security. It was an attack on the very idea of a sovereign and independent Ukraine. He made clear that he views Ukraine historically as part of Russia, and he made a number of false claims about Ukraine's intentions that seem designed to excuse possible military action. Does the Ukraine have intentions? Isn't it a group of individuals, each of which has their own set of intentions? Indeed. Well, of course, we know that when government gangs talk, they talk about their the other government gangs is what they're talking about. I would also be interested to know, do these regions, these breakaway regions, consider themselves completely sovereign or now do they consider themselves part of Russia or like the average person there? What do they think? Great question. I suspect that. Well, I don't want. I don't know. I don't want to go out on a limb here. But according to the uh, the RT story, the so-called presidents of these regions had reached out to Putin for acknowledgement, and now Putin is giving them that acknowledgement. and assistance. Though, like, did they ask for troops to be rolled in? Don't know. It didn't say that. It was a fairly brief story over mm. at RT. They could have a vote on it. I mean, democracy isn't isn't a great answer, but you know, it, it's better than. Who has the biggest guns? Well, that would be interesting to look at and see when the RT story, which again, we know it's Russian propaganda uh, and the Western stories are U.S. propaganda. So the uh, the Russian propaganda, you know, we understand they're saying that Donetsk and whatever the other one, I forget the other one, um, but the next door neighbor to Donetsk, that they did declare independence in 2014. So was that a vote? What did that mm-hmm. mean when they declared independence? Was it the you know the parliament or whatever the equivalent of that that they have there that made that decision, or was it the people? Uh, so in what form? And we can try to look into that coming up here and try to get the answer for you. How is it that they came to the conclusion that independence was what the people of Donetsk were looking for, or are they looking to rejoin Russia? What is exactly that they you know were they saying previously? So we're going to try to find out more about it. If you want to weigh in, you can join us here at 603-283-6160. Are you in the U.S. military, and are you hearing anything about potential orders? My little brother, he's in the Air Force, and he's actually in the process of getting kicked out for being one of only two people on his base that wouldn't take the vaccine, but they are just dragging their feet and not Mm -hmm. kicking him out yet. It's really weird. They're like, okay, you're fired basically, but you still have to work for us until we say so. It's really uh, frustrating to me. But anyways, um, they gave them all paperwork to fill out um, to explain or to say if they have any family members or dependents in Ukraine or Russia about like three weeks ago. And so that's kind of telling. And they have people on a like, be prepared to go to Ukraine. They're at the ready list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But my little brother's not on it because he's not vaccinated and they just haven't kicked him out yet. It's like they're like, okay, maybe we won't kick out the people who didn't get vaccinated if we're just about to go to war. Well, if it saves him from having to actually go and die in uh, Ukraine, then that's probably the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. I mean, obviously it'd be better if they kick him out. Yeah, I want them to kick him out. (laughs) So that's the the latest uh, as far as what I've seen regarding the Ukraine situation. Again, if you want to weigh in, you can join us. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Phones are open here. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk more about what's happening in Canada, where Justin Trudeau is, you know, a total statist. And surprise, surprise, he wants the Emergencies Act to stay in place. Dictator for life. Yeah. So we'll get into that coming up here, and you can share your thoughts as well. As hour number two is approaching, number 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. And you can join us on our social media site at social.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and nobody in the studio tonight as we kick off the second hour of the show. We've been talking about a little bit about Ottawa, a little bit about the uh, Canadian freedom movement, the crackdown upon that movement, uh, but also what got brought up last hour and i did intend to talk about it tonight and and was the bulk of the last hour is the situation in ukraine or the what are being described as former uh states of the ukraine which are now according to vladimir putin considered to be independent republics And, you know, just to get started, I I should probably uh, fess up. Apparently, I was wrong last hour when uh, when you said Kiev and I corrected you to Kiev. Uh, It it appears that Kiev is the Russian pronunciation and Kiev is the Ukrainian. So, you know, anybody's guess who's is appropriate now. Potato, potato. uh, Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) (laughs) If only we could call this off, uh, Mm. because we would love to call this off and not be involved in whatever kind of struggles that the people of these regions, uh, which according to the news media are the uh, Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republic regions. Now, the Ukraine believes they're still part of Ukraine. The Russian gang believes they're their own independent republics. And so it made me wonder, you know, we were talking in the... Isn't it sad when the masters get to fighting over the slaves? Yeah, and, and in this case, we were wondering, you know, what is what is it that actually transpired? Because Putin said in 2014, the uh, these regions declared independence... All right. Well, what does that actually mean? Was there a vote? Did people actually get their say, at least as purportedly get their say? Because you can't really trust the voting process, but Mm -hmm. it's something. Was there that? 
And there's some detail here in the uh, Wikipedia article about, I'm just looking at Donetsk, so uh, I have not looked into the Luhansk People's Republic situation, but I imagine it fairly mirrors what went on in Donetsk. And so we look at uh, the 2014 foundations when about approximately 1,000 to 2,000 pro-Russian rebels. Remember, these are areas of Ukraine that are highly Russian-speaking. There's a lot of former you know, Russians there, and they want to be back part of Russia. And so these are likely the people that we're talking about here. So pro-Russian rebels attended a rally in Donetsk pushing for a Crimea-style referendum on independence from Ukraine. Ukrainian media claimed the proposed referendum had a no status had no status quo option. Afterwards, 200 to 1,000 separatists stormed and took control of the first two floors of the government headquarters of the regional state administration. So the first question is, what were the options on this referendum? Hmm. Uh, good yeah. question. Uh, they broke down doors and smashed windows. The separatists demanded a referendum to join Russia and said they would otherwise take unilateral control and dismiss the elected government. When the session was not... So they did a hell of a lot more. That sounds like fun. I was going to say, they did a hell of a lot more than the January 6th unauthorized tour here in the United States. Well, in the Ukraine, they'll Yeah, throw- they, they probably wouldn't be... Uh- wouldn't be uh, getting recognized as independent if they'd just milled around and taken selfies. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> well, in <laughs> Ukraine, they'll throw politicians into the trash can. Will they? Yeah. It's a good spot for them. That I, happened in 2021. That should happen more often. Yeah. yeah. When the session was not held, the unelected separatists held a vote within the RSA building and overwhelmingly backed the declaration of a Donetsk People's Republic. So... We're just talking about the people that took over the government building. Okay, so they are the ones who made that declaration. According to, uh, I don't know what the, who the hell this is, the ITAR TASS. That is a news agency. Okay. Yeah, TASS is the Soviet, or was the Soviet news at, agency. I they think. still are, apparently. Uh, the, well, they're now the Russian news agency. Sure. So uh, ITAR TASS said the declaration was voted by some regional legislators, while Ukrainian media claimed that neither the Donetsk City Council or district councils of the city delegated any representatives to the session. That particular group then consisted of Dennis Pushilin, who we mentioned in the last story in the last hour. Oh, Dennis, I hear he's a menace. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Hard to tell which one is the most menace in this story. Mm. There's probably some people that don't even get that joke, nobody. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but it does rhyme. Uh, self-appointed chairman of the government. So it was this Dennis Pushilin who made the request to Putin just recently to acknowledge Donetsk as an independent republic. So he is still claiming to be the president of Donetsk, basically. And, of course, you never know how much what happened behind behind the scenes. You don't know if these rebels were grassroots or maybe they were hired by, Putin, by the Russians yeah. um, mm-hmm. or somebody else. Yeah, that's know. a great point. Uh, the story here says they ultimately decided that a vote, a referendum, should take place no later than May 11th of that year so just about a month later and was it a vote of the people we're gonna get to that Hmm. so uh the the group's leaders also appealed to vladimir putin to send russian peacekeeping forces to the region again we're talking about 2014 Mm -hmm. uh at the the time we're discussing here so better late than never i guess skipping (laughs) ahead polling during this period 
showed that around 18% of Donetsk Oblast residents supported the seizures of the administrative buildings, while 72% disapproved. 12% were in favor of Ukraine and Russia uniting into a single state. 25% were in favor of regional secession to join Russia. 38.4% supported federalization. And 41.1% supported a unitary Ukraine with decentralized power. And 10.6% supported the status quo. That's just polling. Hmm. That's not any kind of actual... So federalization in that sense would be like they would break off into states and have a federal government like in the United States, but Ukraine? Seems like a good guess, but I I can't say for sure. Uh, So going on, the independence referendum, which was planned and held on the 11th of May, disregarding Putin's appeal to delay it, the organizers claimed that 89% voted in favor of self-rule, with 10% against on a turnout of nearly 75% of the population. The results of the referendums, however, were not officially recognized by any government. Germany and the United States stated the referendums had, quote, no democratic legitimacy, unquote, while the Russian government expressed... Because they weren't run by Democrats and Republicans, sure. Because <laughs> if you don't run your government with Democrats and Republicans only and exclude all other voices, then, you know, you're not really doing democracy. Well, and the United States federal government has, in a lot of cases, supported independence for many portions of the world that were attempting to, you know, to, I think, Brexit. Didn't they support Brexit? I don't know if uh, they did. No, I don't think think so. I thought they did. Maybe not all of them, but they definitely don't support. Or do you support the independence of Taiwan from China? China wants to that's take, true. But um, yeah, they just pick and choose. The uh, well, they certainly haven't sanctioned uh, Great Britain for leaving the EU. So I mean, hmm. they they are supporting them in that they're recognizing yeah. them, right? Uh, so the Russian government, however, expressed quote respect for the results and urged a civilized implementation. One on the day after the referendum, the People's Soviet of the Donetsk Republic. Wow, okay, hold on. The People's Soviet of the Donetsk People's Republic claimed Donetsk to be a sovereign state with an indefinite border. Do you know what a Soviet is? What is it? Uh, A Soviet is um, what they called the committees that were formed just after the uh, the Russian Revolution Mm. that were were very, very local. And of course, they ended up in the name of the of the Soviet Union, but they were ah. basically the little le- local gangs that took over. So the union the of Revolution. the committees, basically, the yeah. Soviets. The uh, so they they proclaimed Donetsk to be a sovereign state with an indefinite border, and quote asked Russia to consider the issue of our republic's accession into the Russian Federation. Unquote. It also announced it would not participate in the Ukrainian presidential election, which took place on the 25th of May. So, as expected, different people say different things about this Declaration of Independence. Some people are recognizing it, other people are not. And you have to decide what you think about this. But we're going to leave that one there for now. If you want to weigh in, you can join us. I think it's a mess, and Biden's going to make it our mess. And he's going to make it a worse mess, almost guaranteed. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can join us here. And yet another reason to secede from the United States to not be a part of this warmongering. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 
283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. We're talking about the Declaration of Independence. Not the one you're thinking of. The one from Donbass, which is a region of, or I guess more than one, a uh, region of Ukraine, or, or though now some people would say it was a former region of Ukraine. Specifically, there was uh, the Donetsk and Luhansk sections of the region that have both declared independence back in 2014. And we're just kind of looking at the details of this, like, well, what did it mean when they said they declared independence? Was there an actual vote? Well, yes, there was. Was the vote legitimate? Well, it <laughs> depends who you ask, of course. Is any vote legitimate? Well, another good question. <laughs> Not uh, according t- to the people who voted on the losing side. And tonight, by the uh, way, it's Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. I want to say thanks to Nicole Edge, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of the uh, the AMPS program, which is over at Patreon. Nicole is a gold-level supporter, which means that she's contributing at least 10 bucks a month to AMPS. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a great way for you to help us get the message of freedom and liberty out there as far and as wide as possible. And you get some cool perks for doing that over at amps.freetalklive.com. They'll Sounds like a Mark fan. I don't think there's any relation, but uh, thank you, Nicole, for the for the support. Definitely appreciate it over at amps.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Bad Slave on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, you know, there's some history here uh, going on with, with Ukraine and, uh, and uh, the former Russia and now the existing... Russia, the former Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, uh, by force, took over a crapload of, um, you know, Eastern Bloc countries and would, uh, you know, send in the tanks anytime there was any, uh, you know, interference in that. You know, I I, I think uh, that 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 you guys and I all uh, believe that people uh, get to uh, uh, you know as locally as possible make the government where they are and uh, by their own measures and um, and you know all over the place that's not happening. It did, didn't happen. Uh, in the war of northern aggression, it didn't. It, it's not happening with China and uh, Taiwan. It's not happening with um, uh, Brexit. Uh, you know, or is it happening Brexit? with Brexit? It's hard to know any, anymore. It's it's, it's, it's not happened with it's Brexit. Thing in broke away with no North war. Korea. It's not happening in uh, Hong Kong. Uh, you know, it's going it, to happen in New Hampshire. Well, you know, we might be one of the first uh, truly successful secessions that uh, came about, but uh, we're yet to see that. I don't know. It's, but, uh, I think you're looking at it a little negatively because there's been lots and lots and lots of secessions, We, I mean, in, in history. In the last hundred or so years, I mean, there have been a bunch more, right? Like, weren't Serbia. there far fewer countries in the world in the 1800s than there are today? I don't know. I yeah, believe but, there were. But that's not what 
Biden is working for right now. Well, of course not. Biden's working to make his friends rich and the rest of us poor. Yeah. World War Three he wants. Sure. Well, that just will like every be a president. Wonderful distraction. They 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 reelected George W. Bush, one of the worst previous presidents there were back in oh four, because he was in the middle of you know crapola he caused. Hmm. Mm. Weapons of mass destruction. Yep. No price was ever paid by the people who lied us into the Iraq war. So what's happened in Ukraine are, are you know, the, the Soviets took over and a bunch of Russians moved in there at some percentage. I don't know. But, you know, they didn't even bother to uh, acclimate to the language and people of ukraine and and uh and now they they want to uh have their their separate space i you know i i you know i i i think uh uh ukraine and the people that support ukraine have every right to interfere with that hmm so you don't think that the people in donetsk for instance should be able to be free from ukraine no, I, I think if they they are voting for it, sure. Well, they but said they I mean, voted I, for it. With numbers, they voted for a a, a majority. Uh, according to the story here that uh, we're looking at the Wikipedia article, and now again, there's people that question the legitimacy of said vote, but the the purported vote uh, was that it's 75 percent of the voters there in Donetsk voted for independence. Now, that's a pretty solid chunk. We don't know how great the actually enrolled, uh, you know, valid voters were part of that. But if seventy-five uh, percent know, of our neighbors in New Hampshire voted for independence, I'd say it's time for us to leave. I'm Brad. sorry, I got the numbers reversed. It was seventy-five percent, roughly, of the population that turned out to vote, and of those, supposedly eighty-nine percent voted. Uh, to answer this question, quote, do you support the declaration of state independence of the Donetsk People's Republic? That was the question on the ballot. Eighty nine percent voted oh, okay. yes. Cool. But then again, well, there's people that I, say the know. vote was illegitimate. I mean, so if you look deeper at this, of course, you'll find that surprise, surprise, the Ukrainian government. So- the, the Ukrainian media reported the day before the referendum that a group of pro-Russian separatists were discovered in possession of nearly 100,000 ballots already marked with a yes vote. Well, it seems to me that if that was back in 2014, the people who wanted to be a part of Ukraine should have moved west and the people who wanted to leave should have stayed in or fought back those places. Well, I, they are fighting, right? Now there's actual like fighting. There's been fighting going on in these regions. Yeah, but why reportedly. fight over a region instead of just being like, okay, you, let's go live in Kiev where we'll definitely be part of Ukraine. I mean, yeah, well, I totally understand. And that's why I'm, I want to see more people physically moving here in the United States. Let's get the people who cannot get along to move away from one another so we can stop fighting with each other. Yeah, that would be a beautiful Who thing. Who do we adjudicate with? Send, send all to, our communists you know, to... Uh, the, uh, New Mexico. The, the, uh, yeah, right. Who do we adjudicate with to get the people, uh, you know, peaceful and, uh, you know, not... Uh, 
I think they should do that themselves. I don't think we or the United States government should do anything to get people peaceful because that's not what kind of business the United States States government is in anyway. People have to figure this out for themselves. And I agree with Bonnie's approach of, hey, if you don't, you know, you don't want to keep fighting, just move to a place that's more like you. It just makes more sense. Let the people of Donetsk be part of Russia or independent if that's what they want. Thank you, Bad Slave. There's more coming up here. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. And in the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, there's, yeah, there's more about this election, but let's just, you know, I think we can finish the discussion by saying some people said it was legit. Other people said it wasn't. And that's, you know, that's where we're at now. And Putin is saying that it was legit. He's saying that this uh, this area, Donetsk and the other, uh, the next door province or whatever you want to call it, state, Luhansk, had uh, declared their independence. He is now recognizing that as legitimate and moving in troops to support them, supposedly. Well, he must be telling the truth because KGB agents aren't allowed Never to lie. lie. <laughs> One other question I have is, are they declaring independence together and now they're one thing that's independent no, or are two separate? independent republics, oh, okay. supposedly. Yeah, I don't think it's independence if you declare it together. Well, they could be independent <laughs> from Ukraine and Russia, but be their own thing. But They could be an independent that's federation, true. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. Let's get back to a current communist, Justin Trudeau. He is the prime minister, supposedly in Canada, and the you know sick power freak that has admitted publicly that he really idolizes the Chinese government. Yeah. Uh, we played a clip of that. I don't know if you were on that show last He's week. Emulating his idols now. Yes. Were you on that show? The show where we played that clip? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think you were Not on me. it, Bonnie. Uh, on that episode, we had a I don't know. It looked a little on the older side, like maybe a few years old. But he was in a in a room full of people. And expressing how uh, how he really thought the Chinese government had it down. They can hmm. just he described it as they could turn on a dime if they wanted to, and they can you know help with uh, the environment, and they can do this, and they can do that. And if they don't like somebody, they can just cut them up and sell them to uh, Saudi Arabia's spare parts. Yeah, or, or they can put them in a, a camp or a to change their camp. brain. Yeah. 
Uh, so he was just really gushing about China in this particular statement. The government and, just has so much power there. And now here's what he has he to say. He can't even do a little medical experiment on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> After cracking down on the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa, as well as the different bridges and border crossings that there had been people occupying those uh, there in Canada, those crackdowns have occurred. It's pretty much done for at this point. Uh, yesterday, we watched, uh, all weekend, I've been watching the footage from Ottawa as far as what was happening. It was Friday and Saturday. It was heavy attacks by the police pushing crowds of people back using pepper spray using violence using batons uh using horses to trample people all of that happened in about 48 gas hours canisters gas to yep. shoot at people Shooting and then people. explode yep uh, just absolutely horrible what they did. Towing people's trucks, uh, stealing cars, breaking into RVs, breaking windows, breaking windows on trucks, and of course arresting people. Yeah, I sent a, a uh, email to the. Uh uh, Ottawa Police Department. Oh, uh, nice. Information. Uh, the propaganda division. With, yeah, and basically it just said, I, I've i been watching you guys from from America, and I wasn't, I don't know if you don't know or you don't know, but or you don't care, but I just wanted you to know that you people are monsters. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and now the head monster has this to say after that uh, this crackdown over the last few days. Here's what his statement is regarding the so-called Emergencies Act that justified a lot of this. As I said, the Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly. And it's something that needs to be momentary, temporary, and proportional. That's why every single day I'm receiving briefings and we are reflecting on how much longer the Emergencies Act needs to be in place. Sure they are. Just, just wait until all independent thought is gone from Canada. We don't want to keep it in place a single day longer than necessary. Why wouldn't he? But even though uh, the blockades are lifted uh, across border uh, openings right now, uh, even though uh, things seem to be resolving very well in Ottawa. By the way, speaking of Ottawa. It was pointed out by, I think it was uh, Lincoln Jay, who works for the Rebel News Agency, that the Ottawa police have succeeded in completely destroying Ottawa's downtown as far as business is concerned. Hmm. Like, during the protests over the last three weeks, until the police came in in heavy force... During the protests, you could still get around. You could still go to a restaurant if they were open. Now they're forcing the restaurants to close even if they want to stay open. Correct. Now nothing is open in the downtown uh, Ottawa area. They've all been ordered to close. And no one could get to them anyway because there's a bunch of goons all over the streets with a, a hundred checkpoints. Asking for your papers well, if you go there. they must be happy that the truckers are no longer disrupting the economy. That's the point, right? That's the point. <laughs> like they, when the truckers were there, if you wanted to open your business, you'd have record sales. And there were some businesses that did open up, by the way, during these protests. And they were doing very, mm. very well. They were doing brisk business. So, another, but now they can't open it all. Another thing I saw was that the week before the protests, before any truckers showed up, uh, there were 31 or 35 street crimes reported. Mm-hmm. And then the whole three weeks the truckers were there, there were like three reported. Wow. Hmm. That's amazing. That's because more good people being in a place means less bad things are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Let's go on with the last few and seconds. And also people had free food available. 
That helps, too. <laughs> uh, here's the last few seconds of what he has to say about the Emergencies Act. So, again, he's saying, we're being very careful. We're meeting every day to determine we don't want this thing to go on for longer, this Emergencies Act. We don't want these powers. We're being very judicious. Here's what he says. This state of emergency is not over. Uh, there continues to be real concerns uh, about the coming days. People still disagree with me. <laughs> uh, but we will continue to evaluate every single day. Uh, when- Until we can get them all into concentration camps. Whether or not uh, it is uh, time and we are able to lift this state of emergency. Okay, so he's saying... They are not lifting the so-called state of emergency. The Emergencies Act is going to continue to be in place, even though they have total control over the city of Ottawa at this point. Uh, they don't. There are mines in Canada yeah. that they don't control yet, and that is unacceptable because the mines they don't control might have unacceptable thoughts, or they might go out and have themselves another protest somewhere. And so, therefore, they need the ability to crack heads and crack down as hard and as fast as they possibly can. So, no, they're not going to uh, rescind the Emergencies Act, according to this guy. So that's another update from Ottawa, but in related news... Well, before you move on from Ottawa, um, and also connected to the secession topic, today I saw a video um, of Justin Trudeau from when he was 18 years old in Mm. college, and he went to an English-speaking school in Montreal, and they were having a debate, and he was actually speaking French in it, so it was weird. But anyways, they noted it was English-speaking. Anyways... They were debating and him and his uh, team that were on the side of the feds mm-hmm. were getting booed. And then anytime anybody said any of the pro-secession people for Montreal were talking, they were getting like cheered on. And then it mm-hmm. uh, had a little interview of him and he was like, it's just peer pressure. I don't succumb to peer pressure. And it, it was just really ridiculous how uh, fetty he is. He's just so oh, yeah. fetty. He's a total status. He's pro. super against secession. Cut out to be a politician if he doesn't care what the people want. Right. Yeah, right. The people in the whole uh, this whole room were all cheering for secession. And he was just like, I don't succumb to peer pressure. Also, one thing that I think is so weird about him is he just gets less handsome as he gets older. And I've never thought that about most I men. Thought, I think he's always looked like a prissy little bitch. Yeah, yeah he does. For but- sure. Uh, so that's his statement. They're going to continue with the Emergencies Act. But I wanted to also focus tonight on the organizers of the convoy because we know they've been targeted for arrest. They were the first people to be arrested. So before the police lines started to really push people around and move people in and out of the city, uh, the organizers or what they are identifying as the organizers were targeted for arrest. What has happened to them? Where are they right now? What charges have been brought? Did they not get let out yet? That's what we're going to talk about on the way here. One of them is still behind bars, at least, and another one was let out. But we'll tell you about the conditions under which he was released. Coming up here in moments, and you can share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The phones are open. You can join us. Number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about some international news tonight, specifically Russia invading or protecting. Depends on your perspective when it comes to the Ukraine 
uh, when it comes to what what some would say are former regions of Ukraine in the Donbass, I believe it is, uh, regions that declared independence in 2014. You can weigh in on that situation if you want. We're also back on the Ottawa-Canada situation, which uh, is pretty much wrapped up at this point. Yesterday, we were watching some of the footage uh, that the remaining streamers that were still there in Ottawa were were showing, and I do want to pull up some of this. I don't have it queued up at the moment, but uh, one of the ladies from Rebel News, Alexandra, I believe is her name. She was uh, well. Take you back a little further. She was in the the crowds when the police were pushing and and attacking people, and she got like a tear gas canister to the leg. Yeah, she at said one that um, the people around her saw the cop aim directly at her and then shoot her with the canister in the leg. And then of course it explodes too. So they she thought she that. got shot with a gun. Wow. Yeah. So that happened to her, and the next day she was walking around the streets in the morning. And there was like a 40 minute long video where she leaves the hotel and she just wants to go and, you know, just scope things out and see what things are like. Because uh, the, the night prior to that, there were still, I don't know how many thousands of protesters that were still in the streets. They were throwing like a big party where they were playing music and dancing. This was after the police had been pushing them all day down into a one sort of cordoned off area where the police ended up putting up 10 foot tall fences. So they basically created a, a sort of streets-level prison for the protesters. And so they threw a big party, and that was the last that we saw of it on Saturday they have night. a country-sized prison. Yes. Uh, yeah. But then Sunday morning, she's walking around those very same streets, and they're basically a ghost town. There's no one out there with the exception of a few mainstream media correspondents doing their reports. So they didn't give any trouble to... Of course not. And they were CBC. Everywhere else, it was cops... Cops, cops. Everywhere she walked, it was literally no more than five minutes. She could not go more than five minutes without being harassed by armed goons who were demanding to know where she was coming from, where she's going, and show us your papers. She would have to show them her hotel uh, receipt, so she'd have to show that she actually is staying in a hotel. And she would have to show that she's a member of the media in order to even be allowed out onto the streets. Yeah, and she ha- they would ask her, do you have any uh, proof that you're a member of the media? And she'd hand them her press badge with her uh, picture on it and information. And uh, like multiple cops were like, I, I can't recognize this. You could have just printed this up yourself. Yeah. And she'd say like, well, you can go to the website and my face is on the website didn't too. Matter. They didn't care. They're just like. Ignoring so her, even though CBC was fine for them to be yeah. there because they're government propaganda. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. The mainstream media is the is the entertainment wing of the military industrial complex. Indeed. So uh, let's see. Continuing here with what's going on there, I wanted to to find out what happened to the convoy organizers because remember it was like Thursday night. Uh, we had seen that two of the organizers were arrested. One of them was someone I hadn't heard of. Uh, named Chris Barber. He was the first to get taken down. And then there was another lady named Tamara Litch. And Tamara was the name I had heard of because her name was on the fundraisers. So when you, whenever you looked at the fundraisers that ultimately ended up getting frozen and not able to be used, uh, but she was the one of the key fundraisers for this group. She was arrested. 
The story from globalnews.ca, police say that King, or sorry, uh, Pat King apparently was also a leading figure. He was arrested. Uh, and Tamara Litch will be appearing in court on Tuesday. So they were Oh, did held- you see the video of them breaking King's uh, window? No. He was uh, um, pulled over and they were like, uh, are you whatever, King, Chris King, is that his name? Pat King oh, is one guy Pat here. King, yeah. They were like, are, is that you? And he was like, yep. And he was live streaming. And uh they were telling him to get out, and he was like, I want my lawyer on the phone and all this stuff. And they break the window, like his driver's window with him mm. in there and uh, unlock the car and everything. That's scary. scary. So they say that he's facing charges of mischief, counseling to commit mischief, and counseling to commit the offense of disobeying a court order, and counseling to obstruct police. He hails from Red Deer Alta. Uh, live streamed his own arrest on on Friday, so that's what you're referring to there. People are violating your rights. You're supposed to obstruct them. And uh, his uh, he's got a bail hearing set for tomorrow. So they've held both King and Tamara on uh, throughout the weekend until they can go uh, for a bail hearing. Now, whether they will be granted bail or not is remains to be seen. Whether they will accept the conditions remains to be seen because I'll tell you about what the the conditions were for this other guy who has been uh, released. So Chris Barber, he was the first one to get arrested. According to the story here, this is straight up propaganda from Newsweek. Headline, Freedom Convoy, in quotes, leader done with organizing after night in Ottawa jail. As though it was so bad of an experience that he's thrown in the towel and he's never going to get involved with, you know, freedom events ever again a canadian freedom convoy leader says his quote organizing days are over if that was true the way you just described it wouldn't it be terrifying to live in canada even if you're a a pro mandates why would you brag about that oh they can just grab terrified they're terrorists that's what they do yep you mean why would who brag even if you are pro mandates and you're writing this article why wouldn't you be like this is horrible they scared this man out of organizing to dissent against the government people can't realize they don't have the foresight to realize that even if they agree with what the government's doing right now tomorrow they might it could be used disagree against them. and it can be the power that is uh, gained can be used against them statists aren't that bright yeah i don't think they do have that foresight uh, Chris Barber, the prominent leader and organizer of the Freedom Convoy protest, was arrested Thursday alongside Tamara Litch. Attorney Keith Wilson told the Globe and Mail that Barber is being charged with alleged counseling to commit mischief, obstruction, and counseling to commit obstruction. By Friday night, Barber had been granted bail and released after spending one night in the Ottawa police cell block, according to the Ottawa Citizen. The now former leader was released on the condition that he leave town within 24 hours, return to his residence in Saskatoon, and never support the protests ever again verbally on television or online. Oh, sounds kind of like what they did to nobody, well, in, in a way. It sure does. Mm. His release. They, they, I guess they knew they couldn't limit what I said because they just tried. They, they just said I couldn't speak at all. Yeah. <laughs> Barber runs a trucking business that employs four other drivers and was able to post the hundred thousand dollars that he needed for bail. My goodness. On these charges. Wow. His business operates across the prairie regions of Canada and in parts of the U.S. He's also required to remain at his home 
until his case has made its way through the Canadian justice system, so-called. So does that mean he can't leave his home at all? That's what it sounds like. Wow. He's on house arrest. He will have to check in with Ottawa homicide detective Chris Benson periodically over the phone and is banned from communicating with other convoy leaders. Wait, wait, the the police are the only people that killed anyone. They killed that lady with a horse, but the protesters didn't kill anyone. That's Why does correct. he have to communicate with a homicide detective? Well, for the same reason guess, that we have probation yeah, officers. I even guess though we're using them as probation officers yeah. for some reason. Yeah, we're not mm-hmm. on probation, but we have uh, nobody and I have probation officers Yeah, for pretrial confinement stuff. Uh, so they also arrested two other supposed organizers named Daniel Bulford and Patrick King on Friday. Should Barber's case go to trial, according to the Ottawa Citizen, it's expected the Crown Attorney's Office will seek a two-year prison sentence for criminal charges, including, quote, tormenting, unquote, the Canadian capital. Did you know that you could torment? torment? Yeah, Yeah. a capital. (laughs) And inciting other protesters to engage in illegal behaviors. But yet, the evil bastards running Canada can torment a whole country for two years. Yep. Throughout the protest, Barber has been active on TikTok under account named Big Red 19755. He's previously compared Canada's COVID-19 restrictions and vaccine mandates which were two of the things they were trying to repeal as, quote, tyranny at its finest. In a statement on Tuesday... And he's not wrong. It sounds right to me. He urged participants to comply with law enforcement should the situation arise. Quote, we'll follow any direction of law enforcement. We've said it right from day one. If you're confronted by a police officer and the handcuffs come out, put your hands behind your back. Take it like a man. I've never been arrested by police. I've never had handcuffs on. If that comes, I'll be the first guy to get arrested. And he actually was the first guy to get arrested. <laughs> And now they're saying he has to stay at home for however god-awful long time it takes for them to get to this trial. Due to COVID, it will be and years and years. can never express his opinion again. And cannot express mm-hmm. his opinion as long as that opinion supports the protests ever again. Ever again, apparently. <laughs> and presumably at least until the, the, the trial. we got more coming up. You can share your thoughts. Hour 3 is on the way on Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about what has happened to the organizers of the Freedom Convoy. They were arrested, or at least... Several of them have been arrested. I don't know if all of them have been picked up. I have not seen news about B.J. Dichter uh, being picked up, and he was one of the primary names that you saw thrown around. It's not a real name. Well, whatever. Um, he He's a real person, and so presumably they have their ways of going after him, unless, of course, he's an agent for the state. Yeah, with a fake name like B.J. Dichter. Yeah, so... Uh, it's Ian, Bonnie, and nobody in the studio. We can continue that discussion coming up here in moments. Also, want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com because there is one really positive takeaway, certainly that came out of the uh, the protests, and that is that if you want to avoid the government gang being able to stop you from supporting a freedom movement, 
or a protest movement, then you got to turn to cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Head over to Bitcoin.com. You can click Get Started at the top of the page there and learn the basics about cryptocurrency. Learn about decentralization. Learn about blockchain technology. These are some newer concepts when it comes to money, and they're important to kind of get a grip on. So head over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and you can do that there. The government cannot, by a diktat, just freeze your cryptocurrency wallets. They cannot do that. Not unless... It's on uh, an exchange. Yeah, if you have it on an exchange... They can tell the exchange to do something with it. Right. They can then freeze your money if you have it on an exchange, if you have your own wallet. But anyone can move their money off an exchange. You don't have to have your money on an exchange. There's no uh, government that can tell you that you can't move your money from an exchange to a personal wallet like Edge Wallet or Exodus. Well, as long as you do, they haven't issued an order against you. If they issue an order against the exchange, then the exchange will lock your funds and you won't be able to move it. Well, yeah. So you want to get your funds if off you're not of the somebody exchange who's now. currently being prosecuted Correct. by the uh, government from Canada who's saying that they can do that stuff. But Correct. I'm just saying that because the government keeps saying, oh, we're freezing the government of Canada, keeps saying, oh, we're freezing people's wallets and assets and cryptocurrency without really explaining it. And um, people That's they're don't lying. understand. They're not doing yeah, that. They're lying. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand that it can't be done if it's in a Right. A wallet. judge can wave his magic wand and write his little order and say he's going to freeze your crypto wallet. But that doesn't mean anything when it comes to cryptocurrency, unless it's on a centrally managed system like a Coinbase or a Kraken or one of these other exchanges out there. So beware of that. I follow Bitcoin.com on Instagram and they posted a story yesterday like they didn't say anything about Canada or anything. They just said Bitcoin Cash cannot be frozen or seized with like a picture of a pig in an ice cube. (laughs) <laughs> nice. i love it uh yeah so check out bitcoin.com and check out their news site at news.bitcoin.com for the latest headlines and what's going on in the world of crypto let's go to your phone calls and thoughts major pain is on the line in michigan you're on free talk live major pain yeah i like the uh the ice cube and the pig that was cute yeah uh-huh. what's on your mind tonight it's, 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 as far as the Canadian truckers i would like to know how many bank accounts they have actually seized and this little They're not saying. Trudeau tyrant, I mean, comparing the truckers to flying Nazi flags, dude, this is exactly what Hitler did to the Jews. He took everything they had and burned them up. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Justin Trudeau is much closer to a Nazi than uh, any of the freedom protesters. That's oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he how, culturally how, appropriated how, the idea of forcing people to uh, submit to medical experiments from the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, just the audacity of this man to make that comparison when he himself is paddling the damn boat. I mean, good grief. But uh, I was thinking about uh, back in the 80s, they were peddling these uh, Ukrainian brides. I remember seeing them in personal ads and, you know, magazines and whatnot. Yeah. And these were these were good-looking girls. But it seems sure. to me the situation they got going on now, they might be thinking about having a scratching dent sale or something. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny that the, the Ukrainian bride thing wasn't just an 80s thing. That's yeah, still, going, still on going on to this oh, yeah. day. Uh, I mean, and understandably, there are a lot of people that would like to get out of the former Soviet republics, and uh, you know they might not be able to easily afford to do that. So getting married to someone is a way to escape. And so that well, still goes on today. In fact, um, years ago, Mark 
had found some Ukrainian bride company online, and he wanted me and Daryl to uh, to go over there on one of their little tours or whatever you call it. And I did some research into it just out of curiosity and found found out there's a lot of like scamminess when it comes to these mm. these setups. So you better be careful if you get into this stuff. Well, and, it, it's a flesh peddling market. It's going to be sketchy. Yeah, mm. for but, sure. Uh, Oh, dang, you made my thought run right out my ear with that one. That's all right, man. Uh, all right. Thanks, Major. Appreciate the call. Thank Let's you. go to Sarah. She's on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What do you think about the Ukrainian brides, Sarah? Uh, you know, I, I just kind of, you know, I'm wondering if, they, if they're coming, the Russian brides and all that, um, they were probably sent as spies, you know, to... Um, find out about the american country that's more than what i think you know Hmm. Uh, why couldn't they just i mean it could be come here yeah if they were spies then i would think they would be well funded and uh, be easily able to relocate themselves usually the women in ukraine who are looking to meet a man are needing help financially that's why they're looking to meet some random guy from the internet well and then also they could be uh leaking American life information also. Um, you know, I don't know. I just... I, Are you a Russian spy? Um, no, I am yeah. not a Russian spy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an American Communist Party. Didn't think about um, that, and so I'm trying to educate the Americans not to fight the Russians. In fact, join the Russians and be on their side, you know? So I am not a spy. I'm... But, what do you call that? I'm just the So why do I want the Russians controlling my life instead of uh, other Americans controlling my life? Well, the communism is more of a fair system um, <laughs> because the, the capitalists, they just wring you out and leave you dirt poor and starving and freezing to death. Oh, so oh, yeah. wait a minute. Now, we're living in a country where nobody is starving to death, and I don't mean me. I mean the <laughs> other nobody. But yet... Do you know, but you, you, it didn't seem to sink in the conversation we had the other day. They literally starved millions of people to death in the Soviet Union. Look it up, you idiot. <laughs> Wait a minute. Welfare, welfare is a communist system. That's why you guys hate it welfare so much. Welfare is not a this is not communism. Communism is much worse than the welfare state. The welfare state is, is a step toward communism, but until people are starving to death, you haven't achieved communism. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Why do they give out so many? But there's a plenty of starving people in New Mexico. It's one of the poorest states, and they're always asking for food donations and food boxes because they and are And they starving. get them. That's, yeah, that, that's why they why don't not starve starving. to death. Like they did in the Ukraine. Millions of people starved to death. (laughs) There was no food to give away because the communist system is just not efficient at figuring anything out. They have no no prices, and so Mm -hmm. therefore they have no market signals. They have no market. There's none of that. I, I, we are, I'll argue and fight with you another day. I well, there's no reason to fight, Sarah. That. The other day, you don't, you told me you don't read about this stuff, so we can't go off of like who learned something from history. But the other day, our caller Jessica from Missouri, she called in and said that when she was in high school, her class went to Russia in 1971, and she said everyone, even the party members, were starving and had um, cardboard shoes in the 
Soviet winter. And that was in the better times. And that was in the better times. <laughs> so that it's was just, in the 70s. Well, the thing is, they're going to put on sanctions. They put on sanctions on every communist country. Venezuela, Cuba, North Korea, they put... Ah, uh, once again, blaming the United Russia. States. But they could, so, okay, so if they, your so system they can't clear. work without trading with free people, how are you going to survive when there are no free people to trade with? <laughs> Thanks for the call, Sarah. Appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. Great point, nobody. 603-283-6160. And besides, it's ridiculous the idea that these places could not sustain themselves uh, without the help of the United States. Venezuela is plenty lush. They can grow all the food they want. They were the richest country. Talk live. Phones open. You can join us here. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's me, Ian. It's me, Bonnie. And nobody. And coming up in just a few months from now, four months away, basically, at this point, you can join us for ForkFest 2022. It's the sixth annual ForkFest. And what is ForkFest? How would you describe it, nobody? What is ForkFest? Fork Fest is uh, a little preview of freedom. Hmm. It's a group of people hanging out in a uh, in a campground and pretty much doing what they want. You know, basically being who they are, being left free to do it. It's kind of like a, an open source camping festival. You get to decide what happens. It's up to you to create. The things that happen. So, you know, if you want somebody to cook, you should probably be the one cooking. <laughs> if you want to yeah. throw a, you know, if you want to have a poker game, you should probably bring a, bring a poker table and some chips. And you poker, you broader. Poker up front, liquor in the rear. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> yep. Or the other way around. Liquor uh, in front and poker in the rear. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so... <laughs> So uh, anyway, check out ForkFest.Party. Whatever you want to happen, maybe it'll happen if you don't do it, but if you do bring whatever it is you want to the table, then you are guaranteed to have what you want happening because it's really all about the the self-starters, the doers, the uh, the people that are willing to create. Uh, That's ultimately who should be attracted, I think, to to ForkFest. But if you just want to come hang out at a campsite with other freedom-loving people, you can do that, too. You don't have to create anything. You can just put a tent up or bring your RV. Uh, just get your site from Rogers Campground, which is located in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It all happens right after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, in the very same location. So what you want to do is mark your calendar June 27th through July 3rd for Fork Fest. But if you want to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you want to be there the week before that. Now, there are tickets for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and those are nearing sellout status. So uh, I can't say whether or not they're sold out yet, but over a week ago, they were at 82% sold out. So check them out. It's a pretty good event. It's an amazing event, actually. And then the Fork Mm -hmm. Fest follows it up the next week. So Fork Fest, 
And we're planning on broadcasting from both of those events, by the way, June 27th through July 3rd. And what better way to celebrate Independence Day than to be around other freedom-loving activists here in New Hampshire? We've told you a lot about the migration here to New Hampshire. There's all these great things happening here. There's nothing like the movement here in New Hampshire. We have the largest concentration of freedom-loving activists on the planet, and it's only getting bigger as time goes on. It's just an amazing group of people to be around, and this gives you a taste of what it's like because you could be around these people all year round that's just up to you is whether or not you want to actually pick up your life and make the move and so a great way to kind of test the waters test the community out and get a feel for it is to come up here during the porcupine freedom festival and then the fork fest which happens june 27th through july 3rd go to forkfest.party the unofficial website to learn more as we go to your phone calls and thoughts we've got el conejo calling us from uh out west el conejo you're on free talk live yeah, I was uh, calling about the um, Freedom Convoy in the U.S., and did I hear that they're going to Washington, D.C.? Is that where they're headed? There's a rumor that, uh, according to a website calling itself the People's Convoy, uh, let me get the actual URL for you, peoplesconvoy.org, well, I thought it was .org. Anyway, I'll find it for you. Anyway, the People's Convoy, oh, it's the People's Convoy, so thepeoplesconvoy.org is claiming that there will be an American Freedom Convoy starting as soon as two days from now. So this this Wednesday, it's expected to start in California and then expected to travel across the United States, ending in Washington, D.C. on Some people were saying it was going to be March 1st, but now they're saying it is going to be March 5th. So they're going to take a good... 10 days roughly to uh, to drive across the country. It's kind of weird because, I mean, we're on the radio and we're always asking if anyone has any information on a United States convoy, trucker convoy, call in and let us know. And I just haven't heard much about it. And, you know, we're on the radio, so truckers have to be listening. Two people emailed me, but neither of them were professional drivers. Hmm. And those people emailed me this website, thepeoplesconvoy.org. Yeah, and that could just be some kind of a, a federal trap website. Where Did they want you to sign up and put your name on there? That's the thing that disturbs me about it, is hmm. they do have a truckers register here. Yeah. And that, to me, seems really a suspicious. Trap. But they do say they're also working with an organization called the American Civil, not the ACLU, the American Foundation for Civil Liberties and Freedom. And I believe that's a legitimate organization. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, comes to, uh, you know, is created in California on Wednesday. But that's uh, that's what I've heard, El Conejo. Well, well it's, I think it's a bad idea for two reasons. Why? Um, one, they're giving Washington, D.C. way too much headline, way too much legitimacy by going there. Mm. Two, they're kind of playing into that dumb propaganda January 6th narrative. Mm. And, well, I guess the third point is they should be going to the same crossings that the Canadian uh, truckers are protesting and lend them solidarity from the other side of the Greek border, maybe Mm. even Mexico. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I agree with that. I think it's kind of sad that there weren't more Americans that went up and just stood on the other side of the border of all of the border crossings that the Canadians were clogging. Because, I mean, the Canadian government can send their cops to go kill people at the borders and stop them Canadians, but they couldn't do anything about the Americans on the other side. But. Well, I think our caller from Calgary did say that there were some Americans hmm. uh, participating on the American side over in uh, whatever that town Montana? was in Alberta. Oh, well, yeah, yeah in, that's in, um, nice. 
in Montana. But now, supposedly, those have been broken up by the Canadian government. At least that's what they're saying. We have not heard you know, from the protesters' side of things as far as whether or not the border-crossing protests uh, continue. But, uh, you know, that... I guess we're just going to see how this goes, El just, Conejo. I, I'm, I, I, it's hard to really believe this is going to become a real thing. Because and- we haven't been pushed hard enough. Like, there isn't as um, heavy of, as a hand with the COVID stuff as there is in Canada, in Canada here correct. in the United States. So I just really don't think that people have an actual motivation. motivation to do it. Well, the the vaccine, the vax ports are affecting U.S. truckers too. Both yes. borders. That's why I think the and, borders uh, are a good idea, but not going to D.C. necessarily. Yeah, and that would, of course, yeah. decentralize the event, right? Because hmm. the big concern here is if this is real, if this really becomes a real trucking, you know, event across the country then we know the U.S. government isn't going to sit still for this. The Canadian government got caught with their pants down because, I don't know, I, I think they thought it wasn't real. Mm. Uh, Historically, they're not as bloodthirsty as the American government yeah, also. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but they did get caught, and they uh, got embarrassed by by this protest, and it was great. it was wonderful to watch for, for three weeks. I just don't think you're going to see the same... Uh, lackadaisical attitude by the U.S. federal gang when we know that after January 6th they they uh, they brought in troops into the streets in D.C. So they've already done in D.C. what they're doing now in Ottawa. It was after January 6th. Remember when they brought in th- like tens of thousands of National Guard troops and they set up checkpoints and they squoze D.C. Uh, under the iron fist? Yep. They did I'm, I'm that. still giving away Monero, by the way. Hashtag Crypto Convoy or Crypto Convoy 2022. So if you just Excellent. post something to Crypto Convoy on social media and Twitter, I will find you or you reach out to me and I'll, uh, I'll send you Monero. Thanks, El Conejo. Thanks for the call tonight. We got more coming up here. Uh, your calls and thoughts are welcome. And you can join us on the radio. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open here if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian Bonnie and nobody in the studio here tonight. We're talking about the, uh, well, we weren't just, we weren't talking about it, but somebody else brought up the People's Convoy, because that's what you can do on Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And the People's Convoy is a website. So far, it's just a website, but they're saying it's going to be a real convoy going across the United States, starting in California, and then 10 days later, ending in Washington, D.C. Apparently, there's another convoy that is being planned. I found another news story here uh, from, I don't even know if this is a real website, newsnationnow.com, but it it talks about the People's Convoy, but it says there's a competing convoy, but it doesn't mention what it is so i don't know we'll see if another one manifests somewhere else but uh, but as our last caller pointed out there does need to be another 
another option. There needs to be something, you know, for instance, maybe at the borders of the the U.S. and Canada to show solidarity with what was going on up in Canada. But according to this same station, the Washington, D.C. police are already activating extra officers. Uh, according to the story here, as of Wednesday, 500 officers per day will join so-called civil disturbance units to respond to any protests, and an additional 200 or so officers will work traffic duty. So they're already ramping this thing up, just on the rumor that there might be a protest, there might be a convoy. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure people don't get out there and express their opinions. DC just seems like totally the wrong place to do it if it was going to happen at all. Like, I think that the best thing to do would be to go to the borders with Canada and possibly even Mexico. Well, yeah, Mexico makes sense, too, because the uh, truckers from Mexico and Canada are being forced to get vaccinated now. But I don't think that Mexico has that policy, but it might. No, no, it's the U.S. It's it's the our federal government Correct. said the people can't. So that's that what I'm policy. saying. So Canada has that policy, and just don't know if Mexico does as well. That that's why they probably haven't like risen up or anything. But they're probably not going to um, do business with. Um, yeah, maybe Mexico's not a good idea. They're probably if they don't want to get vaccinated, they're probably just like okay, then I'm not going to drive my truck across uh, the the U.S. border. But anyways, if you're if you can't do the border for whatever reason i think the next best idea would be to go to a city where they're forcing people to have the vax passports like maybe new york city new york or city chicago even like new albany york city or uh san francisco something like that it seems like a better idea than dc i, I don't mm. know that dc isn't doing the passports they might be but they just seem to be like that's like wanting to die like yeah, there was a, a thing earlier this year where you some just guy walking into the lion's den that yeah, sort of thing yeah there, earlier this year or i mean no 2021 there was some big story about some van that was just parked outside of one of the their precious buildings remember and then like they went up and checked him for bombs and all this stuff like uh, it was just this big deal they were mm. making out of it i don't, I don't remember, remember really what came out of it maybe you were in jail District uh, D.C. police are canceling time off for officers between February 22nd and March 5th. So if you had been a police officer in Washington, D.C. and you'd requested time off, that has now been canceled. Hmm. Well, just murder Uh, people. You get a paid vacation. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's sad but true. Let's talk to Vernon. He's on the line in New Orleans. Vernon. So I read one of the triggering points for the Canadian government in those protests was the people in a hot tub right in front of Parliament. And I was just wondering if y'all had ever seen any videos. I've tried to find that, but I just haven't been able to find that. But I just think what that would be hilarious. What was this? A video of a people in a hot tub triggered the protest? Is that what you you were saying? No, no, no. no. It triggered, triggered, the triggered the end of the protest. Like the Canadian government, one of the triggering points for them to decide to end the protests oh. was the fact that, that there was a hot tub on the flatbed right in front of Parliament and people just hanging out and they're partying. And I didn't know if y'all had seen a video of that or not. I wanted to kind of see how that was set up. I remember yeah. hearing about it. I, I don't recall if I saw the, the imagery of it, but that's hilarious. Oh, very funny. Yeah. And, and there was a good uh, story on the Wall Street Journal website about, you know, the internal thinking of the Canadian government with that. And I think uh, the prime minister saw images of that on the news. And, and that was, like I said, one of the things. And then the other people, you know, the other things like people partying and the music, the DJ. Oh, yeah. The government hates it when they when you don't take them seriously. They hate that. Mm -hmm. If you're having a good time. 
at your protest, they really hate that too. Yeah, exactly. Was were there any injuries? This is my last question, and I'll I'll get off the air. Uh, were there any injuries or anybody hurt? You mean Thank besides you. the people that were trampled and attacked by the police, the Ottawa police and the Quebec police and the Toronto police? Lots of people got you know like smacked in the face with a huge stick by cops. Or Lots of in people, the ribs. Or in the knocked ribs. Down. Sta- uh, trampled by horses. So is that what you mean by injuries? Pepper sprayed. I think we lost Gas him. canisters uh, but, shot at them. And then, of course, you know, the gas that's um, illegal warfare, really. But if by by what he means is, you know, did anyone get injured, at least from the protesters? No, I've not heard of any stories like that. And you know that uh, they would be talking about it constantly. Oh, yeah. If a protester like hit a police officer or something, you know, they would never stop talking about it. So pretty yeah. sure it didn't happen. Yeah, the cops would make. And thanks, Vernon, for the call. I think we lost your call. But uh, the cops in Toronto or sorry in uh, in Ottawa on their uh, Twitter account would make statements about how protesters are attacking us that's why we're wearing helmets yep. and protesters carrying batons are throwing fuel at us but there was, there was so many live streams going on at once and me and were watching them for days and yeah surely I never they saw could that. have footage of it i mean if there yeah. was a protester who attacked the police we know the police had cameras like if you if you watch the footage of the live streamers you can mm-hmm. see the cops are holding their own video cameras and the cops also have body cams as well so the cops were cameraed up as much as the protesters so if they uh, want to prove that a real protester actually, you know, came at them in some sort of violent manner, surely they've got the footage to prove yeah. that and the charges to back it up. But they haven't actually proven any of that. The truth is, as far as we can tell, there wasn't a single violent incident. There wasn't a single. No, there was By a the protesters. single um, uh, uh Break Confederate your... flag oh. yeah. uh, that got run off early after on. Ten minutes, yeah, like in the first week. A guy wearing yeah. a freaking mask. Yeah, the guy with the flag was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and there were no swastikas. Nope, that's all lies. Um, and uh, yeah, and some businesses stayed open, and they got a lot of business, yeah. just as we predicted. So too bad for all those businesses that closed their doors because some employee complained about the oh, yeah. you know, the protest. And two days ago, I think it was, or maybe yesterday, um, the police went to some cafe there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what it was called, Ian? Uh, not offhand. Um, well, yeah, they went to some cafe that's on Parliament Hill. One of the ones that was open that during had the been staying open during the protest, and they were telling them to close, and they didn't want to, so there was arrests made. Oh, they actually arrested people there? I'm not sure if it was the owners or what, but oh, they, wow. there was some kind of, the people didn't want to close, and they were being forced to close, and then there was arrest made. Wow. That's a rumor. I did see uh, footage from inside a cafe where the police were standing outside shouting at them uh, mm-hmm. through the closed door and the cafe owner turns the sign to closed and or turns off the open sign and says, look, we're not, we're not open. We're not letting you in. We don't trust you. Mm-hmm. He says to the police, I don't trust you. Well, and a wise man. They apparently threatened to uh, smash the glass, but I guess they didn't do that. And he didn't open the door. So he called. Their so bluff. that didn't make him trust them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so according to Ottawa Police's propaganda account, they claim that uh, 103 people out of 191 arrests, 103 of them were charged. Because remember, we heard the protesters were saying they were being arrested and just cut loose. They Ottawa Police is claiming they have charged over 100, and 89 of them have been released with conditions that include a boundary that they are not allowed to attend. 
So they are not allowed to go back within a certain area of the city of Ottawa on their bail conditions. Uh, so we got more coming up here. You can share your thoughts in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Coming up, the leaked messages, allegedly, from the Canadian FBI. Free Talk Live. Phones are open, as always, here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got me, Ian. Me, Bonnie. Nobody. Phones open. You bring up what you want. Meanwhile, we got the leaked RCMP messages. RCMP is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. That's basically the equivalent of the FBI here in the United States. They're the national police force there in Canada. And they uh, weren't all mounted when they were in Ottawa. There were some mounted officers and those were the ones that trampled uh, the old lady on the walker and somebody else i think there was at least two people trampled in the video you can see two i think yeah. women uh but uh, rcmp was uh was you know decked out like the rest of the jackbooted thugs uh there on uh, on the streets of ottawa and apparently according to rebelnews.com who was on the on the streets uh, there one of their reporters was attacked violently by the police shot in the leg uh, with a, some sort of a tear gas canister at one point, and uh, it, it hurt a lot. She she was quite injured by that. But uh, Rebel News with a story here that broke a couple days ago that somebody leaked a group chat. So cops like to chat on the internet, too, with mm-hmm. each other. Kind of like, we've got our own chat rooms here in the Liberty Movement, uh, and I'm sure many of them are infiltrated by the police. But every now and then, some cop decides to uh, release some of the things that his buddies were saying because he or she thinks that it might have been inappropriate. Mm. Uh, as of to, uh, yesterday, the RCMP has issued a statement confirming that the texts are being looked into. The RCMP is aware of material circulating on social media pertaining to a chat group that includes some of its members, and we can confirm we are looking into the matter. So does that mean that they're confirming that they're legit? It sounds like it. It does sound like it. In what appear to be authentic screenshots of the RCMP musical ride team currently in Ottawa to assist... What, what does that mean? I don't know. It sounds like code. Hmm. Musical ride. Uh, to assist in the crackdown on peaceful protesters in the capital city... Here's a surprise. The members of that group bragged about using brutal force. Over the last 24 hours in Ottawa, and this is written a couple days ago, people have, uh, police have deployed pepper spray and canisters on demonstrators, arrested dozens. Turns out there were over 190 arrests over the last few days, and trampled two people with horses. Rebel News' Alexa Lavoie was struck brutally with a baton, shot at close range with a pepper canister, which then broke, burning her face and eyes. Hmm. In the chat room, RCMP musical ride member Andrew Nixon sent a picture of a pint of beer, hoping for his chance to abuse the protesters. Quote, don't kick all of them out until next week's group gets our turn, he said. Another member, Robin Tebow, marks about, remarks about a, uh, accommodations police are being given in Ottawa, saying, nice downtown in the Chateau Laurier. So one uh, person that was reporting on these uh, scenes gave the 
estimate that police were being paid thousands of dollars a day in overtime. Yeah, like 4,000 Canadian dollars a day. Just to be out there cracking people's heads. The uh, And they love doing it anyway. They sure yeah. do. Remember nobody when there was, uh, it was probably like a decade ago, it was either the DNC or the Republican National Committee, there was police that got caught for manufacturing, like the police union was manufacturing T-shirts, like commemorative T-shirts that said, and it had like an image, a cartoon image of a glowering cop holding a baton, like patting it in his hand. And the text on the shirt said, we get up early to beat the crowds. Oh, yeah. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is that same kind of mentality. Uh, and of course, you know, the people that defend the police will say, oh, no, it's just a few bad apples. No, that was the police union that was doing that. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, if a few bad apples, if if the apples were killing as many people as the police kill, there would be a congressional investigation mm-hmm. into the apple, the apple industry. industry. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the rest of the phrase is a few bad, bad apples spoils the bunch. Yes, it has. That. Uh, and then one of the other agents, uh, Andrew Nixon, tweeted about, or not tweeted, but uh, th- this was in a quote-unquote private chat group, joked about police brutality, saying, quote, time for the protesters to hear our jackboots on the ground. After being admonished for his remarks by another group member, Nixon mocked the protesters, saying, quote, okay, we can give out free hugs and unicorn stickers, unquote. A member named Marka laughs off the prior night's trampling of two demonstrators, one of which had a mobility scooter, by saying, quote, Just watched the horse video. That is awesome. We should practice that maneuver. So, uh, and then there's images of... I want to say it's shocking, but it's really not. Like, no, they wouldn't be doing typical. it if they didn't enjoy it. And they wouldn't be saying these things if they didn't think their buddies had the same mindset yeah because they're they're you know um mob mentality people they want to be their people you know they want to be liked by their group and so make fun of the protesters threaten violence uh relish violence Mm -hmm. and yeah if they felt like these opinions that they held were freak opinions were unwelcome opinions they certainly wouldn't be saying them in a chat group amongst their co uh co-workers no Uh, Also included in the chat group were photos of the police officers sitting at the banquet tables at the hotel. So like the nice Chateau Lelier that they were uh, staying at. They're at the banquet tables eating, you know, very nice hotel uh, dinners, which, you know, if you've ever ordered dinner. large at our expense. Yeah. yeah. Canadian people's expense. Yeah. If you've ever looked at a fancy hotel's menu, you know it isn't cheap uh, to, uh, to order dinner dinner there so they were just having a good old time and it's only cops in this uh this hotel by the way like every person <sighs> in this hotel room with the the banquet area is just all cops and quit Sounds if i worked like it there yeah and quit if i worked at that hotel so that's it that's uh that's the story um i mean that's i'm sure not the worst thing that these cops were saying but that's what we got leaked out that's what has uh has been released and like they're saying these these look legit uh, as far as there's there's no one saying that, that that wasn't these cops. The RCMP isn't denying it. Yeah. So. They said they're looking into it, but they didn't say, oh, this isn't us. They would say that immediately if it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So there you have it. That's the latest on uh, what's been going on in Ottawa. And, and we're waiting to see now. What is next? Because a lot of the protesters in Ottawa, if you were watching any of the, the live streams, they would say things to the extent of, 
this isn't over. You know, you guys yeah. may be, you may remove us from the city of Ottawa, but we we're can not, always come back. Yeah, we can come back and we're not going to forget this. And I think that's one of the most important things that happened here is the, the state once again showed its true colors. The protesters put them in a position to where either they looked, you know, we discussed this before about civil disobedience. You either make the state look impotent because it does nothing about your civil disobedience or you make the state look like a bunch of violent thugs because they cracked down. And so first they looked impotent for a few weeks and then they cracked down. And so there, if there were people sitting on the fence... Well, now they have even more ammunition to say that the state is evil, the state is violence, the state is heartless, the state is just faceless and just awful and inhumane towards uh, towards other people. One nice other benefit that we've gotten out of this is there's a lot of people who might describe themselves as conservative who are now turning the corner against the police, which mm-hmm. is good. Becoming anarchists. I wouldn't say they're becoming anarchists, but they are at the very least critical now of the police. I saw a, uh, a Twitter poll earlier today with over 5,000 uh, responses asking specifically for conservatives to respond to how they feel about uh, the police and backing the blue. And only like, I don't know, 5% of them are still backing the blue and the rest of them are between being completely anti-police and questioning the police mm. and starting to feel differently about the police so they're not winning themselves any friends time. yeah they're not they're not they're not winning hearts and minds by doing what they did to the people uh in ottawa and i think that's a good thing mm. i think i'm sorry were you gonna say something no oh, okay yeah i think that's uh it's a great thing let's go to the phones here uh who's this you're on free talk live this is Major. Oh, sorry, Major. We only let you do one call per night, so I apologize uh, about that. Do appreciate you reaching out to us. Now, if you want to do, uh, if you do want to call the show, we will be returning tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. And uh, we do have a chat server, so if you want to connect with other Free Talk Live listeners, you can do that over at chat.freetalklive.com. There are step-by-step instructions there as to how to get on our Matrix server where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners basically around the clock. And uh, it's free. It's open source. Yep, this Canadian, this Ottawa situation is the first time in 2020 in United States or Canada, I don't really know about Mexico, where the police have been extremely violent I mean this violent against people who are just opposing the mandate so hopefully enough conservatives see that and realize it can happen in the United States and And they're changing their minds about cops. In 12 days it might happen in Washington D.C. so we'll see how the People's Convoy plays out and we'll let you know more coming up tomorrow night. See you then.